Praise Him, and welcome to the Believe Right, Live Right podcast. I'm Eugene Hill, Senior Pastor of Kingdom Recovery Ministry, located in Phoenix City, Alabama, where we believe if you can change what you believe, you can change your life. Christianity is not about right doing, it's about right believing. Transformation takes place when you believe. What Jesus did on the cross is powerful. When you believe, it can and it will change your life. We call it the good life, the grace life, excelling in every area of life. Father God has a life-changing word just for you today. Are you ready? Let's get right to it. Whether they're black, white, 
blue, green, purple. Jesus doesn't matter. Amen. That's why Peter was able to stand up in Cornelius' house that day. You remember we shared that scripture, I believe, on last week or the week before, when Peter went to Cornelius' house and Cornelius had, Cornelius had gathered all his family and his friends. And Peter told them that God is no respecter of persons. Amen. He, God, does not discriminate. Amen. 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 Peter told them, but in every nation, whether it's African, Mexican, uh, Hispanic, um, Canadian, European, every person that comes to him, he receives them. Amen. Mm -hmm. He receives them. So let's go to that scripture right quick, just as a refresher. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 through 35. And when you get it, ready? We're speaking tonight, Grace Life, Getting to Know Jesus. Yes. And we're in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 through 35. Ready? Read. Then P Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Amen. Everyone who fears him is accepted of him. Amen. 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 Let's read that in the Amplified. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Most certainly, and thoroughly, I know, I now perceive and understand that God shows no partiality and is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he who venerates and has a reverential fear for God, treating him with worshipful obedience and living uprightly is acceptable to him and sure of being received and welcomed by him. Amen. It says, he who has a reverential respect, fear. That fear there doesn't mean you're afraid of him, but that you respect him. Amen? <clears throat> you respect him. And it says treating him with worshipful obedience. Amen? And living uprightly is acceptable to God and is sure of being received and welcomed by him. God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is no respecter of persons. If you come to God, he's going to accept you. Amen? He's going to accept you for who you are. He's not going to turn you away because of the color of your skin or anything like that. He is going to receive you for who you are. Amen? His child. Amen? God, our God is a God who who receives everybody. And so when we come to him, uh, as we read in the Amplified, he who venerates, that word venerates means regard and we treat him with great respect. Mm -hmm. That's what that word uh, venerates means, to revere with reverential fear, with reverential respect Amen. for who he is. Amen? Amen. Let's look at uh, John chapter 6, because in John chapter 6, 
verses 1 through 13, we see where Jesus is feeding the 5,000. Amen? And we're going to read verses 1 through 13. Amen? Ready? Read. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because he saw his miracles, because they saw his miracles, which he had done on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, When shall, shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one is for every that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Amen. Tonight we're talking about getting to know Jesus, getting to know his heart, getting to know his character, his, his nature, his personality. And so as we look at this particular account of the, the feeding of the 5,000, one of the things that uh, jumped out at, at me in reference to this intimate relationship that we're talking about with Jesus is that there was a feast going on. Verse 4 says the Passover, the feast, a feast of the Jews was near. And so when Jesus looked up and saw all these people following him, the first thing to me on his heart was these people, are they going to be able to participate or to feast? In other words, they're following him. And Jesus says to um, Philip, where can we buy some bread that these can eat? In other words, where can we get some food that they can participate in a feast too, that they can have a feast? In other words, he's concerned about the people. Jesus' heart is a heart of concern. It's a heart of care. And uh, it says he knew what he was going to do. And so he said to Andrew, one of uh, his disciples, uh, or Andrew said to him, there's a lad that has five barley loaves and two small fishes. <clears throat> he said, but what is that to so, so many people? In other words, what is that? That's not nearly enough to feed all of these people. And Jesus told him to make the men sit down. See, one of the things you have to remember when you come to Jesus, a lot of times we may be asking him for this or that or whatever, 
but we, we have not taken the time to consider what we already have in our hands. Amen. In other words, here, uh, they're looking to buy more food, but Jesus was looking at what do we already have? What do you already have? Amen. Mm -hmm. If we could take that little that we have or that insignificant thing that we have or that thing that is not even important to us and put it in the master's hand, we'll see feeding of 5,000 and, and even greater miracles. Amen. In other words, God wants us to, to not just overlook what we already have. That's the point that I'm trying to make. But our focus tonight is on Jesus' concern, Jesus' care, Jesus' love for all of these people. Amen. So he told them, make the men sit down. Um, and so we saw that when that little that was placed in the master's hand, the master was able to take that and use it to, to do really whatever he wanted to do. In this case, to feed 5,000 men plus women and children. So there's always more women <laughs> and children than men. So probably a good 10 plus 12,000 people. Amen. But <clears throat> Jesus's heart was all of these people are following me. They, they, I want them to have a feast too. Amen. I want them to have a feast too. So when we, when we look at Jesus' heart, we look at his character, his nature, and his personality. When you read throughout the Bible, when different uh, characters, if you will, came to him, you know, you gotta, you got to consider how did Jesus treat them because that's going to let you see his heart. When the leper came to Jesus, Jesus didn't turn him away, did he? The leper said, if you be willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I am willing, you know, be clean. That shows that he, was, he loved the leper. He was concerned about the leper. Amen. When the woman with the issue of blood came to him and more or less sneaked up behind him, kind of like she was stealing a blessing. When Jesus turned around to look at her, he didn't scold her or rebuke her, did he? He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. That lets you know he, he was not concerned about whatever the protocol was because the protocol was that she wasn't even supposed to be out there, let alone trying to sneak and get a, a blessing. Y'all know what I'm trying to say? In other words, Jesus turned around in, in, in his heart for her to, to see what she was going through. His heart was not a heart of rebuke or scolding, but a heart of saying, you're, you're a daughter of Abraham, amen? Your faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. And even the woman at the well, if y'all remember that story in John chapter 4, I believe it is. The woman at the well, even when she basically told Jesus a half-truth about her husband, which we know a half-truth is not the whole truth, which means it's a lie, amen. Even, even that woman, Jesus, did not rebuke her because she lied to him, amen. But he went on to let her know that he was the Messiah, and if you read your Bible, he didn't let too many people know he was the Messiah. In fact, he straight up came out and told her, you know, the one that you're speaking to, I am he. But even in, in the account of his crucifixion, Pilate kept asking him, are you the Messiah? Are you the one that should come? Jesus never came out and said to Pilate, I am he. Jesus said to Pilate, you say that I am. In other words, he let this woman who... Uh, was caught up in whatever she was caught up in. He let her in on a secret 
that he didn't let a whole lot of other people know. Amen. But that's his heart. His heart is a heart of love. His, his heart is not a heart of rebuking you or scolding you, even when we are in the wrong. Amen. Even when we are in need like a leper. Amen. He, his heart is to love us right where we are. Amen. His heart is a heart of concern. His, his heart is a heart of care for us. You know, we uh, have ha met, pastors made this statement. If it concerns you, then it concerns God. Amen. Amen. That's the kind of heart that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has. Let's turn to um, John chapter 15, because I started out saying in your journey of establishing this intimate relationship with Jesus, you'll find he is the best friend you'll ever have. He, he's the best brother you'll ever have. The the best spouse you'll ever have. He is the best companion. Amen. That's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We must uh, remember. Y'all remember Mary and her sister Martha? Mary sat at Jesus' feet. Amen. And we must make sitting at Jesus' feet our priority just like Mary did. Amen. <clears throat> to make it our priority to get a deeper understanding of him to to learn more about him to to have faith in his plan for our lives amen let's look at john 15 13 y'all have that ready read greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends i said he he's the best friend you'll ever have but he's more than a friend you know what I'm saying? You know, the song, and this is not to, to take anything away from the song. Remember that song, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. Y'all remember that song? But he's more than a friend. And, and you are more to him than a friend. He loves us intimately. Amen. Let's look at uh, John chapter 10. And we're going to look at verse 11 and then verse number 15 because he is the good shepherd. And while we, in our um, culture, we are not uh, sheep herders or sheep farmers, but many times in the Bible, God uses the analogy of sheep in trying to explain who he is. Amen. John chapter 10, we're going to look at verses 11 and verse number 15. You have that? Ready? Read. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. His heart, his, his love for us is enough that he lays down his life for us. Y'all know anybody willing to lay down their life for you? Amen. We, we, we love we love our children, you know what I'm saying? We love our spouses, but I don't know if we're willing to die for them. Y'all understand what I'm saying to you? And, but Jesus was willing to die for us. He said, I lay down, and he was letting his disciples know ahead of time, I'm going to lay down my life for you. Amen? Let's look at Romans chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 6 through 8. Because it just lets us know Christ died for us. I, like I said, I don't know too many people willing to die for us. And I don't, you know, I don't know if I'd be willing to die for somebody else. 
You know, if the truth be told, at John Romans, I'm sorry, chapter 5, <coughs> verses 6 through 8. Ready? Read. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For, scarce, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards, toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's read that in the Amplified, please. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 8. While, while we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves, at the fitting time Christ died in behalf of the ungodly. Now it is an extraordinary thing for one to give his life even for an upright man, though perhaps for a noble and lovable and generous benefactor someone might even dare to die. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. God didn't wait for us to try to get ourselves together, to get our acts together. I love it says here, verse 6, while in the Amplified, while we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves. We didn't have the power to help ourselves, even if we wanted to. We didn't have the power. But God knew that and was willing to offer his son. And it says here at the fitting time, Christ died for in behalf of the ungodly. And then verse 7, I like this. It says, now it's an extraordinary thing for a person to give his life, even for an upright man. Maybe for somebody noble and lovable and generous. Someone might even dare to die. <clears throat> But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, the Messiah, Christ, the anointed one, died for us. Amen. He gave his life for us. That's his heart. So if he gave his life, anything else is a piece of cake, really. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Verse number 2. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. And we'll read that in the King James and the Amplified. Ready? Read. We're getting to know Jesus. We want to know his heart. We, we want to know what he's like. Amen? We want to know his character, his nature, so that you'll know what he will and will not do. Amen. You know, in my relationship, pastor says this all the time when... <clears throat> When we got married, of course, we didn't really know each other. But we had to learn the do's. He calls them the do's. What to do and what not to do. You know, I had to learn. I had to learn. I really can't hit my husband because he'll hit me back. I had to learn that. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? I'm just using that one as an example. And I didn't want him to hit me back because if he hits, it hurts. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? But it didn't take me long to, to discover that. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying? So even to this day, I know not to hit, Pastor, and we don't play around hitting at all. 
or joking. You know, we don't joke hitting because he hits, he hits too hard and it hurts. Amen. And so I know not to hit him because he's going to hit me back. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm just saying, you got to get to know Jesus. And that comes from relationship. That comes from spending time with him. Amen. You'll learn that he is for you. He's not against you. He's trying to help you. He's got a plan for your life. And so we want to we want to spend time with him so that we can discover what what is your plan for my life, Lord? What is it that you want me to do? Amen. What what is it? Not my plans, but your plans, Lord. Not what I can come up with, but what you've already ordained, what you've already predestined before the foundation of the world for me. Amen. Ephesians, y'all have that? <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 2, King James and Amplified. Ready? Read. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and Savior. Amen. Amplified. <coughs> Amplified reads. And walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you, so that it became a sweet fragrance. Christ offered himself for us, y'all, as a sacrifice and an offering to God for us on your behalf. He didn't have to do this, but he did. And we're... In, in our relationship with him, we've got to know that if he's offered his own life for us, amen, there's really nothing short of that that he wouldn't do for us, amen? Getting to know Jesus. And as our uh, Lord was giving us that subject, the, he used the word getting to know, getting a person participle. That means it's continuous. Mm -hmm. It's not like you say, oh, yeah, I know him. No. It's a continuous process, a continuous hearing about him, amen? A continuing getting to know Christ, amen? Getting to know our Lord and Savior, getting into this relationship with him, amen? Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he does not respect people based on color of skin or education or where you live, where you come from, any of that. But anybody that comes to God is accepted of God, is received of God. Amen. And so he's concerned, like he was concerned about the leper. <clears throat> he's concerned about us. As he's con like he was concerned about the woman with the issue of blood or, or even the woman at the well. He is concerned about everything that concerns us. If he knows every hair on our head and he's concerned about those, especially if you're going bald, you know what I'm saying? You hope he knows them, them hairs. Amen. Because you want them hairs to come back. Amen. So I'm saying if he's concerned about the their, every hair on your head, he's concerned about everything else that goes on in your life. Amen. He's more than a friend. He is the best friend you'll ever have, but he's more than that. He's a loving, kind God. And the Bible talks about he's perfect. Amen. He's, he's altogether lovely. He's He's comforting. He's soothing. Amen. In other words, when, when you spend quiet time with the Lord, when you, when you really get into that place with him, sometimes you don't want to come out. 
Amen. Sometimes you don't want to come out of that place, in that secret place with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is our shepherd. He could die for us. He gave his life for us. So I just came tonight to encourage you. Get to know Jesus more and more. Amen. Getting to know him in this grace life. That's really what it's all about. Getting to know Jesus. Amen. Getting to know what he's like. Getting to so that you won't have to depend on pastor to tell you what he's like. Amen. Or anybody else for that matter. Because believe it or not, everybody has an opinion <laughs> about God or about Jesus. Everybody has an opinion. Even, even people who, per se, you know, are, are who, are, who profess to be Christians, but there's no evidence. You know what I'm saying? But they'll know more than you know about him. Amen. I'm just saying you want to get to know him for yourself. So that you don't depend or rely or even receive what other people are saying. Amen. Because even when pastor and I are preaching up here, most of the time, and it should be, yes, we'll give you some things new. Amen. But at the same time, you should hear a lot of confirmation of what God has already told you. Confirmation of what? Confirmation of what he's told you when, you, when you've been in that intimate time with him. Amen. And if he, you, he has not told you yet, if you keep spending time with him, he will confirm what pastor has said. Amen. But getting to know Jesus, establish that intimate relationship with him. Learn about him for yourself. Amen. He is a good God. He is a loving God, a kind God, a generous God. And he cares about you. More than you'll ever know. Amen. It's, it's like these children who are running around here now. They really don't have a clue really how much they are loved. Amen. And that's the way we are with God. The Bible tells us to come to him as little children. Little children, they're not worried about what they're going to eat, where they're going to lay their head, what they're going to put on. You know, they're not worried. They're not concerned about that. Why? Because their parents are concerned about that. And our Heavenly Father is concerned about those things for us. Amen. We can run around just like they running around. Amen. Laughing and playing and just having a good time in this grace life. Amen. And my time is well spent. Let's give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we want to give you an opportunity to just make a confession to the Lord. Amen. To come to him and. And let him know that you desire that intimate relationship with him. And the Bible lets us know, like Peter said, he's not a respecter. Whoever comes to him, he will not turn you away, but you will be received and accepted. Amen. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me and dying for me on the cross. Your precious blood washes me clean of every sin. You are my Lord and my Savior now and forever. I believe you rose from the dead. You are alive today. Because of your finished work, I am now a beloved child of God. And heaven is my home. Thank you for giving me eternal life, filling my heart with your peace, with your joy, with your Holy Spirit, with your grace, in Jesus, name. 
Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you on next time. Until then, remember, if you believe right, you will live right.